Our physical, mental, and emotional health is not just a want. It is a need for happy lives and prosperous businesses. Lift You Up is the podcast where we share inspiring health stories from business owners who are fulfilling their purpose to live their healthiest lives and helping you do the same. From former TV reporter to marketing entrepreneur and content creator, I care about sharing stories that matter and stories that connect us. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham, your health and wellness matchmaker. Hello, my name is Tamika Bickham and thank you so much for joining me for this first episode of Lift You Up. On this episode, I really just wanted to take a few moments to, to talk about my story and also tell you why I am starting this particular podcast, which is all centered around health and wellness, healthier living, and the inspiring stories of entrepreneurs, of business owners who have achieved that in their personal life, maybe are working to achieve that, um, but also wanna help you achieve that in their businesses. Um, you might be saying, hey, Tamika, you are a storyteller, you were a journalist, or you work in marketing and communications. Why are you talking about health and wellness? I'm gonna get into that a little bit more, um, but I will say it is really because health is very much a part of my personal journey. And that's what I'm gonna talk about when I tell you my story. But not only that, it's it's part of all of our journeys. And it might, you know, play a larger role for some people, play a smaller role for others. But I think right now, especially with what we're seeing with coronavirus, this pandemic, we're all realizing, if we didn't realize it before, if we don't have our health, we are not happy. We are not able to develop and grow our businesses and build prosperous communities and a prosperous world. And that's all we want right now, right? We want the economy to be open back up, but we really can't do that until we can ensure the health, health of everyone. But this is something that is a constant. It's not going to go away. And even if it's not a pandemic, it could be an illness in your life. Um, that could prevent you from doing or achieving something you want to do. My goal for this podcast is really to inspire and hopefully you'll hear some stories from people that you relate to that, um, you know, you've gone down a similar path as they have. They inspire you. And also I want you to walk away with some actionable tips to achieve some of the things you're hoping to achieve in your life and also just feel more connected. Um, storytelling connects us and the people I'm inviting on this podcast, which I've already started shooting, I've definitely pushed out of their comfort zone. Um, when I work with my clients, I always push them to try to tell their stories, which is why I'm doing this on this very first episode, because it's uncomfortable. As a journalist, I was always telling other people's stories and not my own until I've just been pushed by a by other people in my life um, and myself as well to do a better job of communicating my own story. So here goes, here's mine. So if you know anything about me, you know that my background is in local TV news. Um, I ended up here in South Florida 
let's see, in 2006, I'd say, yeah, I moved down to go to the University of Miami, go Canes, you should know that off the bat. If you're a Knoll or a Gator, you might want to leave now. <laughs> no, just kidding. But um, no, I'm a diehard Kane fan. And um, originally from New Jersey, pursued in college um, the broadcast journalism path because I've always loved storytelling. I was really big on writing, um, not so much fictional writing. I really feel like that wasn't my strong suit, but really nonfiction stories. So imagine I'm from New Jersey, lived in South Florida for four years in Coral Gables, going to the University of Miami, studied abroad in London, um, did an internship with CNN Los Angeles. And now I was packing all of that up and moving to Montgomery, Alabama to be, you know, as a 22 year old reporter working in the deep South, covering a wide range of things, but everything I would say from state politics to hunting expos and things I had no idea about. It was a great learning experience. I covered some truly incredible stories and I really grew a lot there. So I wasn't totally happy. I mean, there was still a part of me that wanted to continue on the career path. Um, and I liked that I had opportunities to do investigative pieces. I went undercover as a homeless man and as a homeless woman to basically do a case study on how giving um, Alabamians are. And that was interesting. I did a really great piece that meant a lot to me on um, poverty in Alabama, specifically with children. One in three children in Alabama live in poverty. And I actually profiled a family of four who were living on, I think, eleven dollars or $12,000 a year. And the poverty line was sitting at at that time, like 22,000 a year. And I feel like most of us genuinely pursue the field with all of the best intentions because we really want to do good and want to give back and want to give a voice to those who often go unheard. That's That was my reason for pursuing the field. And I feel like I truly had the opportunity to do that and really help people. And, and that meant a lot for me. And I think a lot of times that's still missing or it's, you know, when I look at my colleagues who are still in the business, it's just not appreciated. And in general, these are good people. After two years, it was time for me to move on. I had the opportunity to come back to South Florida, which, you know, was a very welcome opportunity to come back and work for WPLG, the local ABC affiliate in the Miami Fort Lauderdale market. And, you know, this is where I went to college. I had friends here. So much of it was familiar for me. Um, I went to college here. So anyways, I was thrilled to get back. And, um, you know, it's, it's news in Miami <laughs> and it's police chases and fires and shooting, shooting, shooting and smash and grab and hit and run. And, um, you know, there are definitely fun moments, light moments, moments um, when I felt like I made a difference. But when I looked at my career long term, I was like, okay, can I do this forever? And I think a lot of my colleagues can agree that that answer is no. If, you know, I had been a journalist in the 70s or 80s, you know, if I was born in another generation, that I would still be in the business. But it changed 
so much, is changing so much. You know, there wasn't back then like 15 hours of news a day that you have to fill time for. At the end of the day, it really came down to knowing what I liked, which was long form storytelling, diving deeper into stories, and stories that really had a positive outcome. And most of those things I wasn't getting on a day-to-day -day basis, which left me feeling unfulfilled. So I knew that there was a way that I could feel fulfilled. It just wasn't going to be in local news. So I ended up leaving and having no job <laughs> and, you know, kind of no worries about it, though. I was kind of excited to have the break. I had saved up a little bit of money and, you know, I called it fun employment. <laughs> uh, that didn't last too long, though. After about a month, I was back to work doing some freelance PR. And then I went on to have a couple of other full time jobs over the years. So 2014, 2015, um, this is around the time when social media is blowing up. You're hearing terms like content marketing, brand journalism, and um, brands are starting to realize that they are an extension of the media. And we don't need traditional media to communicate our message. Um, so that, that really opened up a lot of interesting opportunities for me being a former journalist and wanting to continue telling stories. So, New World Symphony, a great opportunity was there when I started my business on the side. So I started working with my own clients um, pretty much as a full service video production company, uh, doing kind of documentary style video pieces. And it was really in the beginning for nonprofit clients or government clients. So they could need a video for a grant application or they could need a video to fundraise. So uh, I kind of just naturally fell into that and had a few clients ask me for videos. After I left New World Symphony, I went to the city of Miramar and I was handling marketing communications for the Miramar Cultural Center. Um, so I was really excited about that. I got to expand my skill set and still stay in the arts field. So having been at the symphony, now at the cultural center, it all kind of made sense. I kind of went through this period of time between 2017 and 2019. Yeah, I would say those two years where things got really difficult and I felt like it was life kind of showing me which direction I should be going in. In early 2017, I got a call um from my mom telling me that my cousin who was eight years old uh, passed away suddenly and obviously that's not anything that any family ever expects to hear um and i know how i felt obviously was only a fraction of what his parents were going through and are going through um but it was Something that happened in my life that really caused me to take a pause and say, life is short, right? And I know we all say this. We say these things like YOLO and 
live today like it's your last, but like, do we really mean it? You know, we say those things and I think we know they can happen, but until they directly impact you and directly affect your life, you know, I don't know how much those words actually have weight and they had weight at that moment. And that was the moment where I was like, I'm not happy personally and I'm not happy professionally. And I need to start to take the steps to correct that because I really truly understand now that at any moment all of this can be taken away. And I don't want to live my last days not have just be- being happy. So that was where I started to kind of change internally and kind of being more deliberate about certain things. I was doing in life and if I'm doing this is this really what I want to do or is this what I think I should do um and I wasn't moving fast at that point I wasn't like full steam ahead but I was like okay I'm gonna start putting plans into motion and some of those things were um continuing to grow my business on the side and work with clients and say yes to opportunities that I would have maybe said no to and Then the other piece of that was just cutting out, you know, certain things in my personal life that I didn't, that weren't good for me. Um, And then I felt like I was sacrificing myself for, aka relationship, (laughs) in case you didn't get that subtext in there. Um, So that happened. Fast forward to later in that year, the relationship is ending um Irma hits I had just bought a house not too long ago got a good amount of damage on the house from Irma so I'm already going kind of dealing with financial stress after financial stress then because of the damage from this storm I get up on the roof and take pictures and I'm moving a mile a minute and I end up falling off um the ladder as I was trying to get down from the roof I was rushing, hadn't stabled the ladder, and I broke my wrist, and I needed surgery. For those of you watching, maybe you can see this scar that I have. I had never broken anything. I had never needed surgery, and I did this, of course, the day before Thanksgiving, and had to wait three days until surgery, whatever. It's a whole thing. But, you know, it was just more inconvenience, stress, financial stress, and... It was, a, it was a lot to deal with kind of all at once and whatever, I'm dealing with it, right? And I'm like, I'll, I'll just figure it all out. Early the following year, I find out um, they're transferring my position at my job from the city cultural center to the city office of communications, which was great. I mean, that's what I, as long as I can still sit, stay in the area of what I like to do, no problem. But over the next few months, it would become revealed to me that they didn't know if I would continue to have a job there or not. So it was kind of like, if I could explain it, like dangling a carrot in front of a rabbit. And it was that back and forth for months, literally going from, oh yeah, you're going to have a promotion and this is going to be your office. Can you pick out the paint you the paint color you want on the walls. And then it would just be like, well, now we don't know what's going to happen with you. And as we can probably all relate to uncertainty right now, 
and feeling anxious right now and depressed right now, it's because we are so uncertain of what's going to happen in the future. Ultimately, I end up getting laid off from my position. And, you know, I probably had a solid heads up of about two months. And, you know, I was still working with clients on the side. And I probably had about three months in the bank saved. And I was like, oh, shoot, what am I going to do? They, people always say, oh, yeah, you need to have like six to 12 months saved if you want to go out on your own and start a business. Bullshit, right? I mean, if you can plan for it and do it that way, OK, I probably would have done it that way. But you know what? Sometimes the plan's got to go out the window and you got to figure it out as you go. I was definitely like, I'm talented. My clients love me. My clients are encouraging me to go ahead and pursue my business full time. Um, and... I'm the only one really doubting myself. But there was a lot of stress still to come in those first few months. So with all of that said that happened, where does the health piece come in, right? <laughs> well, I got really sick. And by sick, I mean painful rashes that started on my bicep um, and then moved to the other bicep, like couldn't move my arm. They were hot and extremely painful. Um, I, my hair was breaking, like falling out, not like in clumps or anything, but it was just extremely like extreme breakage. I had a lot of pain in my eyes and burning like every day when I woke up, it was hard for me to wear my contacts. It was pretty painful. And then there was times when the rashes would reappear. And I remember when they ended up on my knee, I um, couldn't walk. For days at a time and this is like I'm 30 years old <laughs> um, competed in bodybuilding competitions <laughs> I've you know had a gym membership since I was 13 I've always been super into my health and fitness so now all of a sudden I'm like it was like my body was being attacked and I couldn't figure out what was wrong and neither could the doctors so i probably saw about eight different doctors from getting biopsies to eye specialists and dermatologists and you know your primary care to autoimmune and they all did kind of agree on one thing is that you know either this is some autoimmune disease autoimmune response inflammation in the body right that is causing your body to attack itself that was the only answer that i could get nothing was showing up in my blood work i didn't have much to go on except they do the typical thing that most doctors do and prescribe you something a steroid i go on that it made me feel awful and i was like well this isn't going to be the answer for me i'm going to figure out what is the answer for me <laughs> but what you all are suggesting right now is not it um and you know over the next two months, I kind of just said, I'm going to take this into my own hands. I got very sick, um, not related to that or anything. I got the flu and bronchitis and tonsillitis or the strep or something like that, that had me sick for like 10 days where I didn't work and I was literally in bed. I started reading, watching documentaries, pouring myself into research about food meet the effects on the body and i just i don't know something snapped in me i felt like 
every symptom that I was having and the doctors that I sought out online who were natural doctors um, who specialized in autoimmune issues, kind of all of their advice was the same and kind of leading back to food and stress and habits. And um, so from one day to the next, I threw out all of my meat products and I literally went raw, like raw vegan for a solid six months. I, I'd say about 75% raw. I would have some beans and other things as well. Uh, but I felt an immediate change. I have not had any autoimmune responses since, you know, a year and a half, almost a year and a half ago now. And since I made this change. But in addition to that, I, and probably over the last three months only, took some time to like, take a look at what had been going on at that time in my life and in the span of a year and a half to two years the stresses that I was under and you know I don't talk about those things in any way to minimize or make, make it seem like those are you know catastrophic things like we all go through things in life it's really just how we handle it and how we respond to it and I realized I was responding in a way that was just like I was holding on to all this stress in my body and I didn't know how to deal with the stress the right way. I think it was the perfect storm of everything. I'm not going to put everything on any one thing and say it was food or it was drinking or it was stress or it was not sleeping enough or if it, you know or if it was not exercising. Like I think it was just a combination, but I do think the main driving factor for me was like my mental and emotional state and just the stress and the pressure I was under um, during all of that. And when I realized that, I was just like, wow, you know, this is what achieving that like calmness, you know, relief of stress, clarity of mind is like, that is the, that is the state that I want to be at in my life. And I think Always in the past, I had just been so focused on physical health and how I looked and how much I worked out and what that looked like. But just as much of that is the mental and the emotional state. So I say all of that because this is so much part of my journey. Um, once I started to let some of that go and realize what my body was really going through, my business really started to grow. And again, if we're not healthy, we are not happy, we are not growing our businesses, we are not prospering. And that's what I want in my life. I think that's what so many of us want. And I truly believe it starts with health. And this is so important to me. As I mentioned earlier, I mean, I've had a gym membership since I was 13. I've always been interested in how food works and impacts the body. Um, I love training. I love lifting, hence the name for lifts in the podcast, Lift You. Well, the, the U is for University of Miami. And up is because I just like love inspiring. So, and being inspired. But, for, you know, all of that, you know, to competing to the way I eat, to 
just dealing with stress, anxiety, depression, whatever it is, like that's part of my journey. I think it's part of so many of our journeys and we need to be healthy to be happy and to grow and to have the businesses that we want. So I hope my story maybe inspires you, connects with you. Um, maybe there's a part of it that you have experienced in your own life. And, you know, I say that because it's, it's a continuing journey. It's not a journey that ends here. It's a journey that is evolving. Whereas for me at one point, like the healthiest I could ever be was how I was when I was, you know, 40 pounds less than I am now on stage competing in a bodybuilding show but eating a pound and a half of meat a day. Um, and that's not to knock anybody that does that because part of me loves that <laughs> and the challenge of that. But for me now, health looks a little bit different and I'm definitely on that path in search of that optimal health. And I hope to share stories of those who are on that path as well and have their own inspiring stories and can in some way help you uh, find what you're you're hoping to find um, as far as a, as health and wellness goes. So, you know, I hope you enjoyed hearing my story or at least learned a little bit more about me personally. I'm happy to share. And at the end of the day, I always felt like as a journalist, if this story just helps one person, I've more than done my job. So uh, I feel the same way about this. And you know, I'm really looking forward to sharing the stories of others because I've interviewed some really interesting people who are doing some really cool things. And it's a wide range of everything in the health field. Um, so I think somewhere in the mix, you'll find something that is interesting to you. But if you liked this episode and you want to hear more, I would really love it if you subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, and also go ahead and leave me a review uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. So leave me a review. Tell me honestly what you thought about it um, or let me know what you'd like to hear more of and subscribe on YouTube on, you know, wherever you listen to your podcasts and, and follow me on social media. I'm going to put all of these notes in the show notes so you can always find some of this information and connect with me there. Until next time, and thank you so much for listening to episode one of Lift You Up. <laughs>